When you use Basecamp to run projects, people know what to do, people know where things are, and you stay on top of everything all the time. It is the Chicago First podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. All right, Haima Black with the Dynasty Podcast. We are live from Cards Against Humanity. Uh, back here for another week. Shout out Cards Against Humanity and the Chicago Podcast Co-op for letting us use their space again. We have young Julia Johannick behind the boards running the live stream tonight, keeping us on the audio and visual. Yep. My name is Haima Black. I'm the host of Dynasty Podcast. We have three guests up here, as we do every week. Um, and we're starting out here tonight with Emma McKee. How are you doing? What's up, y'all? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I was uh, telling y'all. I was telling you earlier that I hadn't like spoken to anyone yet today, so uh, I, I'm like relearning my social niceties on. On I hope you guys don't mind. And now you're talking on, on a live stream. What's up, internet? Yeah. <laughs> What's up, internet? That'd be a better name for this podcast. What's up, internet? Um, right on. So you're you're doing a lot of cool work right now. People are really like really getting behind it, giving it yeah. a lot of recognition. Uh, talk about what you're doing. Um, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, uh, a crazy thing. I. Um, At first, when I started doing it, I didn't even like telling people I was doing it because I thought it was so nerdy. Uh, I do uh, hip-hop cross-stitch, which I feel like most people think of that, and they're like, oh, I've seen this on Pinterest, or I've seen this on some millennial show like Girls, where it's like, please don't do cocaine in my bathroom with, like, floral around it or whatever. I definitely don't (laughs) do that. I'm not even close. Like, please don't. Please don't ask me if I have an Etsy page. Not Girls. (laughs) No, so I do uh, hip-hop cross-stitch, but it's... um, but I do a, a one-of-a-kind clothing pieces for Chicago artists, generally in like the, the hip-hop scene, poets, uh, uh, DJs, breakers, uh, you name it. Um, and yeah, and I, I, I only do them for trades. So I do one-of-one cross-stitch pieces for Chicago <laughs> hip-hop scene people uh, for trade. Right on. Yeah. So we'll, <laughs> we'll get into the logistics and kind of everything with that, but let's kind of get like some background. For sure. How did you get started as like a creative artist? Like were you always doing cross-stitching or like bring us into kind of the origin of this? Uh, well, it's funny. I, I've done like a lot of different things. I mean, I, um, I was supposed I, – I got accepted to go to a conservatory to sing opera. My mom's an opera singer. And I was like, well, that's not very lucrative. And also I don't want to have to learn German and French, which I'd probably have to do to have any kind of career singing opera. So I thought, nah. And then, um, so I went to Toronto after that because I was like, well, I don't know what I really want to do, but I do know that I want to get away from Oklahoma, which is where I lived, because mm-hmm. I'm a redheaded Southern preacher's daughter. Right on. That's the truth. Totally. I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of like that movie Footloose, but with like less dancing. Um, <laughs> less dancing, more stitching. More stitching. And so I, yeah, and so I was in Toronto for a while. I went to school there, and I was like producing uh, rap records. Um, and then I moved here when I got kicked out of Canada, and I was like writing about Chicago hip hop for a while, for like a little blog. And um, the cross-stitching thing was funny. I, I did it because my mom and I have like, it's <laughs> such a funny thing to say, I say this in like every interview. My mom and I have like a strained relationship, which will come as no surprise to any like um, single children, strong-willed females out there. Uh, and so I was like trying to figure out like what to do for my mom for Christmas one year, uh, because like I, I love my mom. And like I wanted shout do out that. moms. Shout out mom. She actually was here all week helping me with ch- stuff for Chance the Rappers tour. Nice, uh, which is really funny. Hey mom, can you come to Chicago for a week so you, to help me cross stitch for Chance the Rappers tour? Okay, cool. Wonder if that phone call's ever happened before. I'm pretty sure not. Um, but yeah, so 
So I so she was a cross stitcher, avid cross stitcher. Um, her her mother did it, her sisters did it, her grandmother did it. She's British, like everybody in the family kind of did it. Mm-hmm. And I, as a teenage girl, was like, <laughs> no way, definitely not doing that. Cut two. Cut two now. Right. And uh, and I like made her a piece for Christmas, and she tweaked in a good way. I always use tweaked incorrectly. She geeked out about it, mm-hmm. and. Uh, then I just I, I I think like I was like well I wonder if I could make patterns, so I did. So I think we glossed over like a really interesting like <laughs> I think all the hip hop stuff's really cool, but you got kicked out of Canada. Yeah, uh, I tried. Well, I tried to teach. You like buried the lead because you're kind of like, <laughs> all right, guys, we went to McDonald's. Like they were out of Big Macs, but we got a bunch of chicken nuggets, and we discovered aliens. So then like we got the food home. Anyway, if anyone wants nuggets, we've got them. People like back up. Wait, wait, wait. Back to the nuggets. Back though, up. for real though. <laughs> so you got kicked out of Canada. Yeah, that's funny. Well, the thing is, like, I try to. I, I tell. I find myself telling the story more these days, and so I try to make it as concise as possible. Sure. So that whoever's talking to me can pick the thing that they want to talk about because there's so many. Like moving pieces. Mm-hmm. I'm such a random human. Um, yeah, I got kicked out of Canada. It's like some real days of our lives shit. Mm-hmm. Pardon my French. Oh no, it's a podcast. Okay, it's cool. I didn't know because I, I swear, like a sailor, I've learned that about myself in like reading interviews and listening to things. But um, yeah, I was working in this little indie record label uh, situation, and mm-hmm. I was applying for my, I believe it's the HRC one visa in Canada, which is. Um, difficult to get, like harder to get than your average work visa. You have to prove that you're the only person in the country doing the thing that you're doing, which is why they should let you stay there. Wow. But I, I went on this, like, the angle was that I came into this uh, independent recording studio and I had, uh, m- by the time I had been there for a year and a half, I had hired, I had made sure that the, that the people employed, it was 40% women there. I was the first, like, woman employed there, so the second, I guess, besides the owner. And um, so we were going off of that. And uh, I was dating a guy who worked who worked there at the time. He was um, a bassist and a sound engineer. So the double whammy of the most quiet, introverted people you could possibly have, right? Are you a bassist? Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> the, the, the one, like, silently smiling in the corner, definitely a bassist. Uh, yeah, so I was dating this guy. His name was Sean Daly, which I always thought was so funny because that's the name of a uh, slug mm-hmm. from, uh, Atmosphere. from Atmosphere. That's his yeah. real name. They are nothing alike. Um, <laughs> unfortunately for me. Anyway, I was, uh, yeah, we were dating, and I had gone home for Christmas. I had driven home for Christmas, and I came back across the border. Um, oh, back up. To get this special visa, you have to have someone sponsoring you, which is, like, that's not, a, that's not a, you know, an unusual thing. Anyway, the woman who was sponsoring me was our boss's wife. She owned most of the studio. So I was coming back in through uh, the border and I was like, hey, here's my expired work visa, but here's my visa in transit. Like, here's the number so you can look everything up. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh no, all this paperwork has been redacted. And I was like, "Uh, Jigga what? Um, Okay, but my cat and my life and my job are all in Toronto. And they're like, oh no, it looks like this was redacted like a month ago. You've been working illegally for a month. And I was Yo. just like, oh, damn. And, and it was like three in the morning. I had driven through a blizzard. Like my car stereo got stuck with a Wham CD in it, which was just like horrific. Um, you want to know how many times I was going to wake me up before you go-go? Driving through Michigan. It, was it sounds un- like the worst episode of Black Mirror ever. Yeah, it was an unpleasant experience to say the least. But like it, it, like, it comes in rounds. Like I'd hate it and then I'd like love it again and I'd just like blast it. <laughs> so why did the visa get? Or because, why did because this woman who had sponsored me uh, had... Um, had uh, redacted uh, the, the um, what's it called, the application because, and this is the day, Days of Our Lives moment, because she has decided to seduce 
my boyfriend who was 10 years her junior and also her husband's employee. Oh, my God. Yes. The, listen. <laughs> the Chance the Rapper thing is cool. Chance the Rapper thing is cool. But this. <laughs> Crazy, right? This is like your lead. I know. Like, this is your story. People never talk to me about it. And you also cross-stitch for and Chance I the Rapper. also cross-stitch for Chance the Rapper. So, yeah, it was crazy. So, I was like, well, what the fuck? I, w- I mean, like... I- I was like, what the fuck do I do now? I was like, well, I can't move to New York. I don't want to live in an apartment with five people and overpay for it. I definitely don't want to move to L.A. I don't know anybody out there. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I've been producing hip-hop records in Canada, which five years ago, that's like, you know, the most famous rapper five years ago, Drake, was just happening. It was like, uh, you know, Chaos, Cardinal, Official, like all these island dudes. Um, And so I, I was like, well... Chicago is a great aquarium. I remember that from when I came up to Chicago on the train with my dad when I was six. Yeah. Guess I'll go there. They got the shed, so. <laughs> they got the shed, and I, and I went to the shed. It was one of the first things. I bought myself. I was so broke. My car broke down on the way here, so I, like, didn't have a car. I didn't have a job. I didn't have any money. So I got myself a skateboard, and I went to the shed aquarium, and after I'd done that, I was like, oh, no, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> so you start writing about Chicago music here. Like, yeah. who were you? Who were you writing for? This was actually really crazy. I because I I had been writing a little bit for a, a blog in Toronto that was EDM mm-hmm. based called Salacious Sounds, mm-hmm. and they were like, okay, so we have a sponsor who wants us to cover Red Bull Three Style in Chicago. Since you're there now, would you mind doing it? And like, have you ever tried writing about a DJ sets five nights in a row? No. Man, it's hard. I like podcasting because I don't have to. I've done it's, music journalism on and off for like, like yeah. I don't know, like 13, 14 years. I like podcasting because I just have to talk. It's really difficult. I don't difficult. have to write anything. It's really difficult to, yeah. like, to be like, and then they dropped this. And then the Alan Parsons Project Bulls theme song was used five times. Like, how do you write about that? And like, yeah. I was trying, I was interviewing DJs and like, I, I mean, <laughs> it was just a lot. But I, uh, I met, yeah, I met some people through that and they were like, oh, uh, because I think that, like, you know, people have the misnomer that, yeah, I mean, like, yes, music journalism is very important, and there are, are very, very talented people who write. Yes. But there's also a lot of it. And also, if you really just want to get coverage, like, if you're selling, like, advertising on your site or whatever, you pretty much just want someone to, to like, have the content there. And so the barrier to entry is lower than some people might think. Yes. Uh, the It's definitely become very watered down. And yeah. Very, like, it's the... It's very accessible, yeah. It's very accessible, but, like, you know a good piece when you read one. You're like, oh, yes. Yeah, the people who are doing a good job with it, it stands out. And For then, sure. And then it scales down. Well, then also, that's good just because of blog culture and everything else. But, yeah, they were like, oh, she's, like, uh, pretty articulate and, like, a kind of a little funny. Like, yeah, write all the time. So I was just, like, writing random stuff. That was, like, my, that was, like, my side hustle, though, and that was just, like, fun for me because I, I love interviewing people. Like, I got to interview uh, Run the Jewels, like, three yeah. years ago. Two years ago? Was that when they did the um, the Lacuna Lofts party? No, I, I actually okay. interviewed them, and I was at home in Oklahoma for Thanksgiving, and they were oh, there. Okay. And by ran, random chance, and I was like, I'm definitely going to have a much longer interview if I get them out of town, out of Chicago. Because in Chicago, you know, it's going to be, like, people who are much more important than me. But it was awesome. Like, I, I totally nardward those dudes. It was great. <laughs> I, brought killer, I brought Killer Mike, like, some uh, toy cars. Yeah. I know he loves that stuff. And um, LP was all salty about it. 
He was like, well, you know, I don't have such childish fascinations as toy cars. And I was like, that's cool, man. I didn't know what to bring you, so I brought you this joint. <laughs> and he was just like, what? And he was like, oh, my God, Mike, this girl brought us a joint. And he was like, do you want to come eat pizza with us in the back? And I was like, yes, of course I do. So already, so you're getting in good with Run the Jewels. Yeah. So we fast forward. Sorry. In, no, these are, these are all really great little, Tangents. like, asides. So you're in Chicago. Yeah. You're starting up the cross-stitching thing. Like, how yeah. does that start to connect to some of the culture leaders <coughs> in the city, like a Chance the Rapper, mm. Vic Mensa, and, you know, like the people who are doing this now? Honestly, and, like, I, I, I really, really hate this word so much. I hate the word blessed. Like, I hate it. I hate it even more when it's followed by the two praying hands. Like, I think it's okay. overused. But, like, honestly, I, I, cause I, because I don't know the word for it. Like, I hate – it's not. It's certainly not luck because I'm, I've been working really hard. Um and it's not just like a blessing. It's I think it's kismet. It's like serendipitous. It's very much better. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's been very serendipitous. I mean, I think it literally has just been people seeing the stuff and seeing that it's really weird looking and different and gravitating mm-hmm. towards it. Um, and especially the not selling stuff because frankly, it just takes too long for me to just make it for somebody that I don't know. Like I had a, a lead singer, I, I won't say the, the, the name of the band, but this lead singer of a band that uh, had like a hit when I was in college, so like 2000, early 2000s, that was like kind of lame and sad boy, um, wrote me an email when I was first getting some attention and he was like, yo, I hear you do this. I'd like this, 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 and this. And I was like, okay. A, um, I don't know you. B, I don't fuck with your music. C, uh, I'm probably never going to make you anything. And D, maybe you should rethink how you ask strangers for favors. Was it Alien Nut Farm? It wasn't. But that, man, that would have been way more satisfying had it been. Just like you said, like, <laughs> early 2000s. And I was like. That's not sad boy enough. That's just like. That's true. I was not like, sad boy. I, you may guess it. And I wouldn't tell. Just because I'm not going to put someone on blast like that. Because I think that, like, dressing somebody down like that is enough. But, like. It people, just would have been fun if it was Alien Nut Farm. I, re- I really. <laughs> you know what? For the sake of this podcast, yes, it was Alien Nut Farm. <laughs> Fuck those guys. <laughs> Don't ask for my cross. Alien on farms, like <laughs> at least someone's talking about us. We'll take it. We'll Some, take. Fuck us. A bunch us. of teenagers yeah. who came to hear me tell backstage stories about Chance the Rapper are now googling Alien Ant Farm. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, or you're welcome. Like depending on your like, reaction. Alien, who? <laughs> and then it's like Alien Ant Farm covered Michael Jackson. They're like covered who? who? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I. So I just like I. I think that that is part of it, especially in the hip hop world. When when like you tell a bunch of people that like you can't have this unless I like you. And, and and I don't think that would work unless the thing that they wanted was, like, cool-looking. So I mm-hmm. guess it's cool-looking. I think it's just different. And it can't be mass-produced. And so you definitely know where it came from. There's, like, no machine that does it. Hella people try to... They're like, yo, can we do a clothing line with you? And I'm like, yeah, if you can, if you can figure out how to get a machine to make cross-stitch or, like, hire a bunch of, like, little old ladies to do it for you. But, like, otherwise, there's no way. So you have this unique talent. It's well, getting the you. attention of, like... Really notable people in right? the city. It's crazy. You know, like, I don't know if you're thinking, of, like, in terms of, like, you know, like, the long term or whatever, but, like, where do you think, I, I guess for you, like, what's, like, the best case of this? Where, like, Literally? I mean, this right now is great, but what are you thinking, like, man, like, if I can keep this going to X point or to get to do X, then, like, this is the rest of my life? Or kind of, like, well, where are you I, looking with it? I, I've thought about it a, a couple times because, literally, like, the... Getting on a phone call with the guy who does all 
chances are, and him talking to me about what he was thinks that I should do. Brandon Bro? No, I mean, I, oh my God, I love Brandon. Shouts out Brandon Bro. I love you. I think you're amazing. Um, no, it was OJ Hayes. Okay. Uh, having OJ call me up and be like, hey, this is the artwork I think you should do. And then like coordinating with Chances Stylist. Shout out Whitney. Um, we had Whitney up here Whitney's, a couple months ago. Whitney's the tits. Um, yeah. I love her. She and was a really fun interview. She's great. And um, having that like be coordinated for me, like, coordinated me making chance stuff for him to wear on stage is so crazy it's so wild like i'm a huge chance fan girl i have a this is so i have a six foot mural of chance in the back in my backyard that i had my friend like throw up during pitchfork one year because i thought it'd be fun that's amazing yeah it's the only street art i've ever seen of chance the rapper's face i it might be the only one so far but i mean i just like i was a huge fan and i and i would be just happy if he was wearing it and liked it i mean i don't really care if anyone else saw it if he was happy and wearing something that I that I spent time on, like that makes me happy enough. So that was like the goal, mm-hmm. and then the goal happened, and like I, I literally sent them off to. They went out to LA this morning. Right. Those those two pieces I made. So now I'm just kind of like, well, now I don't really okay, but I do know that. I mean, there's other things that I want. There's like I, ideals, uh, uh, places I want to go. Someone asked me this question the other day, and I was, and they're like, well, who do you ultimately want to make something for? And I'm like, isn't it, I. The people that I'm making stuff for now, like locally, like Mick Jenkins and Joey Perp mm-hmm. and people like Femdot and L.A. Van Gogh and all these people, I'm just as excited to make them stuff as I would be any... Like, I can't think of any of famous people that I'd be more excited to make stuff for than the people I'm making stuff for. Do you think you'll always be creating for, like, makers, like, artists, celebrities, so. or, like, do you see it ever going in a direction where, like, you are able to, like, turn it into something that is kind of available to like a wider audience. I mean, there's there's I've had meetings with a couple like different brands to see like how we could do that and replicate it and not really um distract from the whole message which is just like this is a one of one. This is a one of a kind piece for right. this person. Um but the whole thing is like so I do I was talking about trades earlier, right? Mm-hmm. So I kind of had this like this goal that I or this this thought I've been having is and I've had some people be really excited about this. Um, I want to kind of cash in all of my trades and just make like a really cracking mixtape. Where would you like? Sol- I would like not curate? Be, Yeah, okay. I would right. not be on it in any way. <laughs> hey man, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't even be anywhere near. So someone was like, "So do you want me to produce a track with you on it?" And I was like, "No, no, 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 no." You would no, just no. be curating. I'd just be. I'd just be like, okay, so this producer with like maybe these three people, and I mean, I have like a lot of. What's what's really beautiful and has been born out of this whole process is that like I have a lot of like homies because of it, right? And and because you get to understand someone's creative process and it is such like a personal thing that I mean, for instance, I'm going out to Minneapolis tomorrow. I was telling you I'm going out to Minneapolis tomorrow with my favorite photographer in the city. Uh, his name is Brian Allen Lamb. Brian Allen Lamb. We've had him on the podcast a few Brian times. Brian is the tits. Yeah. Also, um, Brian. We've had basically everyone you've mentioned during this interview has, has been, been on this, on pod- this podcast. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me really. Chicago Chicago is a small Chicago's city. Chicago's very small. We we talk about that all the time. And that we like, squat up like crazy. Well, something that, like, literally, we say probably almost like once a week is that like, Chicago's very connected. It's very small. Yeah. And if you're doing creative work here, people notice it. Like, it stands out. People find out about you. And I, I I've always liked that about the city because it's like through all the permutations of all the different movements here. It's like if you're doing something, people know about people, it. People for sure. Like I, I went to. No name, no names. She's not no name gypsy anymore. I guess no, no names, names release thing party at Canvas. At Canvas, yeah. and I and this is the first time this has happened to me. And we had Canvas on this podcast too. Canvas, they're amazing. Um, we had no name on a long time ago. Yeah, a long. I imagine a long time ago. Um, but I walked in and and pe- like I understand people recognizing my artwork, sure, because it looks really different. But like, 
being recognized by a stranger, just like me being recognized, I was, it, I, I was so blown by it. And it happened a couple times that night, and I was like, this is crazy. Um, and then and then to have strangers who I don't know come up and be like, oh, this one kid came up and he was like, oh my, uh, Stitch God, I was so nervous when I saw you. And I was like, what? Pause. Okay, Stitch God, which is like, I guess that's like my rapper name. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, a lot of people know me as that. And uh, it's just funny. It's just really funny. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's cool for sure. It's just different because I've just... I stood at the back of the room at, at every single venue in Chicago for the first four years I lived here, not saying shit to anybody, just like watching because I enjoy the I enjoy the music, you know. So I, you know, this is like what you're doing is really cool, and Thank I like you. I like the trajectory of your story. You know, like you've you've obviously had like a number of different <laughs> kind of like stops along your journey. Yeah. But for anybody who is watching, listening to this later on, like you know, who might want to be a maker themselves and they might have a talent and even not just stitching, but like what advice would you give for anybody younger or like who kind of is thinking of like making their own whatever it is and they haven't started yet? That's a good, that's a really good one. I, that's a really good one. I would say the thing that has, has brought me the most success is just being really um, earnest about making myself happy and making the people I'm doing things for happy. Not so much considering like how someone's how how whoever else, how people I don't know are going to perceive what I do. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't that, you know, for this specific instance in this kind of art world. I mean, I I understand that music is very different, but like for art making sure that you're you're you have an intention and that you're true to your intention and that you are making yourself happy with what you do. Um because I I mean, it's not actually that spectacular what I'm doing. I'm just working really hard. I'm working really hard, and I'm trying to make sure that the things that I'm doing are true to to me and true to the people that I'm trying to make them for. Right on. And people really, really respond to that. So that's the advice I would give. That's the move. It's very hippy-dippy. Uh, Emma McKee, your work is seen on like artists like Chance the Rapper, a lot of talent in Chicago, mm-hmm. um, and you're making these custom one-of-a-kind pieces, man. I think it's really cool. I'm Thank glad you. we got to talk to you. Thank you. Um, we do a lot of panels and workshops. Like We do one or two a week now. So you know the themes Yo, vary me from every single week. <laughs> so at some point, we'll do a maker's one probably before the end of the year, or maybe like we just did a merch and apparel one, but... But you that's know, the thing is like, we kinda, I, it like circle really back fall. on this thing. It doesn't really like I I don't people try to figure out like where I should fall and things. Like I did <clears throat> I did my first podcast last week and the whole thing was like you can't talk about the thing you're known for. So I was like, Joe, I can't talk about art or fashion or music. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna talk about North Korea for an hour, and I totally did. And it yeah. was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I did that podcast and I had nothing to talk about because the <laughs> only thing I do is work. Yeah, exactly. So I was so, just like, I just hella listened to a lot of audio books about North Korea. So <laughs> it was just me and my roommate doing inside jokes. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, right on, man. Yeah. So I dig what you're doing. We'll get Thank you on you. a panel um, and talk kind of more in depth about like the art of, of making and kind of like building that into a brand and all that kind of stuff. Awesome. Thank you for coming up, though. Yeah, thanks for having me. Feel free to hang out. I, I probably will for a while. All right, I'm, like, cool. so curious now. <laughs> yeah, sweet. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the dynamic dynasty, Dynasty Descend.